the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five ninety. The following program is sponsored by Reaching Hearts Ministries. Welcome to Reaching Your Heart. Pastor Michael Oxentenko's message today is entitled The Lamb-Like Beast. Now, this will be the second portion of The Lamb-Like Beast. We brought you the first portion on Friday. Remember, our telephone number is 877-788-5371-877-788-5371. Feel free to call that telephone number at any time. If you would, stay with me for just a few seconds after the program ends today. I have some other very important information I'd like to pass along to you. Don't forget our phone number. It's 877-788-5371, 877-788-5371. Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. The false prophet lamb-like beast, the false Elijah at the end, the Bible says performs signs specifically mentioned in Revelation 13, 13. Let's go back and look at it. The Bible says it works great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in the sight of men. And by the signs which is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, bidding them make an image for the beast which was wounded by the sword and yet lived. What country introduced the world to nuclear fire that comes from heaven? What country? It was the United States of America. And what kind of fire makes nations bow? It is nuclear fire. And the Bible is saying very clearly here that this nation, this lamb-like beast, has the ability and, yes, does bring fire from heaven to make the world do what it wants it to do. How many of you saw the video of Russia of that meteor? You see that? What a sight. On one of the videos, it actually has the sound of the sonic boom. When that thing enters the Earth's atmosphere, it shook buildings. 1,000 people were wounded by the impact and the sound shockwave of that meteor that moved across the sky. It was a ball of fire in the sky. I'll tell you, friends, one nuclear weapon would make that thing look insignificant. The United States of America holds the power of fire in the world today. 1 Kings 18.30, Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. And all the people came near to him. He repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. So he built this altar, and it was a contest by fire. Whoever brought fire down from heaven, that would be the true prophet. And obviously his God you should follow. Look what happens, verse 37. Answer me, O Lord, Elijah's praying, answer me, that this people may know that thou, O Lord, art God, and that thou hast turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offerings and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord is God. The Lord, He is God. The lamb-like beast will attempt to bring America back to God and make it Christian again, just like Elijah did. It will try to Christianize the world in a certain way. But in the end, he will make the inhabitants of the earth Worship the first beast, not Jesus Christ, the Antichrist beast whose mortal wound was healed. 
It doesn't bring this country back to God to try and force people to worship a certain way. I mean, people are looking at the decline in our country. They're looking at the shift to one side of the spectrum. And people are saying, how do we save our country? And they're saying, well, we need to make it Christian. You can't use the legislature to make this country Christian. It says it makes the inhabitants of the earth bow down to the Antichrist beast. In the book of Revelation, the lamb-like beast is the false prophet that makes the entire world follow the beast. The image of the beast from the sea is an allusion to the story of the image of Daniel 3, 1. Take your Bibles, turn with me there. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits, its breadth 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Now look at that verse. Give me the dimensions of that again. 60 by what? 6. And you have an image, right? What do we have in Revelation 13? An image to a beast and 666. This is a direct allusion to Daniel 3.1. Verse 2. Then King Nebuchadnezzar is sent to assemble the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, and what's the next word in your text? The treasurers. Now, what do treasurers do? They manage what? Money. In the mark of the beast issue, no man can what? Buy or sell. So you have economic power, you have an image, and you have also 60 by 6 or 666. I mean, if you want to understand the mark of the beast, you have to study Daniel 3. It goes on to say the justices, the magistrates. Now, if you're going to enforce the mark of the beast, you need judges and executive leaders, don't you? They were there on the plains of Dura. And all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. The image in Daniel 3.1 measured 60 by 6 cubits. The mark of the beast is numbered as 666. In Daniel 3, people are forced to worship the image or they'll be thrown alive into the fiery furnace. In Revelation 13, people are forced to worship the image or they'll be killed by the beast that brings down fire. According to Revelation 13, what happened in Nebuchadnezzar's day is going to happen in the United States of America. Are you listening to me? And you know what? I'll tell you something. I'm going to speak right at it. There are false teachers in our church today who are denying this. In our movement, who think that they are smarter than prophetic truth, who are denying the very warnings that God has given us as a people be ready for the second coming of Christ. And you need to be very careful who you follow at this time of earth's history. This material is not new. It was understood in the 1800s. We are living in a time when it is unfolding. At the very time when prophetic truth should be proclaimed, there are pastors who think they are smarter than the Bible, who think that they're more wise than prophetic instruction, and they have set themselves up to attack the very warnings that will prepare this church for its final destiny, to stand true in the mark of the beast. Friend, you must study prophecy, and you must study the gospel together. The two are together at the end of time. I'm telling you right now, if a Bible minister tells me that I can't understand prophecy or it's irrelevant and harmful to my walk with God, I know he's a false minister, and he should be removed from his desk. Because a true minister of Christ will point to the things that point to Jesus. And the prophecies are the testimony of Jesus. I just felt like saying that as directly as I can. I go to ministers' meetings and I meet men who challenge these teachings. Who challenge what the Word of God is saying. And they show that they not only do not study the Bible. 
They are not worthy to stand with those who died for these truths in the Middle Ages. I view them as what they are. They are false ministers. They are false prophets at the end of time. So choose your leaders well. You can go to a church where they have great music, where they dance around. I'm not against people being happy. Don't misunderstand me. But they don't open up the Bible. Friend, our time is short. We've got to get into our Bibles. We've got to learn this stuff. We've got to make sure Jesus is the center of our lives. And we need to share it with other people and not be ashamed of these things. And I am not ashamed of the stuff that's in my Bible. If this church has to whittle down to half of its membership to remain true to this message, that's okay to me because the Lord is in the business of filling this church with people who want to go to heaven, who want the truth for these last days. Now, that was something from my heart, and I just told it like it was. I believe that very strongly based on what we're seeing. Let's get back to the subject. Based on Bible prophecy, this country will behave like Nebuchadnezzar. It will reshape itself to compromise and to morph into what will be an emerging new Europe. In Revelation 13, 15, there's a false Holy Spirit fire, the power that comes down that performs false signs and wonders that is for the purpose of bringing the world back to the beast. Revelation 13, 15, what does it say? It was allowed to give what? Breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should even what? Speak. And to cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Now, in the churches of America today, and I've listened to the radio, you have too, they're calling for fire to come down from heaven to save this country from godlessness. They're calling for revival in this country. Am I right or wrong? That is the language of the times. It is what the book of Revelation says it will do, but it's not God's fire. It's strange fire. Why? Because it doesn't lead to God's word. It doesn't lead to obedience to his law. It doesn't lead to Jesus. It leads to Antichrist at the end. It looks like this image of the beast is a Holy Spirit-filled, mouth and tongue-speaking image of the beast. It looks like it's a revival-like occurring here, but it's not. Look at Acts 2.1. We have the counterpart in the New Testament. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Same word used here. The pneuma, that which is given to the beast. Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now the true gift of tongues brings people together in Jesus and it brings them to obedience to God. The Holy Spirit is given for this purpose. But this movement here in Christian America will have exactly the opposite effect. It will unite with the old world. It will unite with the beast of the Middle Ages and it will forge a church-state union. It'll look like fire falling from heaven on America again to bring this nation back to God. But this new fire will not be God's fire or God's spirit at work in this country. Revelation 13, 15, the text says it causes those who would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. A friend of mine said, Pastor Mike, I just can't see how that could happen here in America. Or someone could just come, arrest you, and kill you because of your faith. Do you realize it can already happen in America? It's been legalized that a drone attack can take you out without legal process if you're perceived to be a threat to this nation. We are living in a time where this is now possible because of both the right wing and the left wing of that great eagle we love. It isn't coming from a single party. It's coming from both parties. 
one day soon, in the United States of America, people will die who will not worship the image to this new world order. It's hard to believe that one day in this country, persecutions will come to freedom shores. But Revelation 13 says it will come for sure here. The battle for faith in the old world will be a battle for faith in the new world. There will be no class distinction that day. You notice how if you're rich or poor today, it's all kind of not mattering anymore. Have you noticed that? That the power of the state doesn't show favor to the wealthy anymore? We're transitioning, which is the way it is. The rich and the poor will bow down in the context to the power of the state to receive the mark of the beast. Before the death decree is pronounced on God's people in America, people who do not worship the image of the beast from the sea will be forbidden to buy or sell. Excluded from the global economy because of faith in Jesus Christ and obedience to the Ten Commandment law of God, they will be sentenced to death eventually in the United States of America. Revelation thirteen sixteen. also it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let him who has understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. In the Greek, it is the number of a man is 666. Now, a beast is a world kingdom order, right? Yes or no? Now, what it's saying is the beast itself is 666. And there's a man that has a number that matches the beast's number. 666 is a fusion of two numbers. The number six is the number for man. Man was made on the sixth day. Adam was made on the sixth day, one day shy of seven, which is the number for God's perfection. There are three levels of six in 666, right? 600, 60, and six, because the number three symbolizes God. So in the cryptic number 666, the number for man, six, and the number for God, represented by three repetitions, merge. 666 represents a man or a human system that claims to be God or to have God-like authority. The beast as Antichrist has a God-like claim on the world. Now, in Revelation 13, 666 is the number and name of the beast from the sea. I'm going to be very frank with you here. Please don't write me off as a heretic. There is no place in the Bible for us to go looking for this on someone's mitre. Did you hear me? Where do we look for the answers to these questions? In the newspapers or in the Bible? In the Bible. Now, this notion of the mitre came pretty late in the game. My favorite theologian never endorses it. You know who she is, okay? I'm not going to tell you. But we don't use that to prove anything anyway, do we? We use the Bible. And there's room for good people to have differences of opinion on this matter. Did you hear me? So you don't have to buy into what I'm saying here, but I want to share with you what I believe is the biblical pathway to understanding this. In Revelation 13, 6, 666 is the number and name of the beast from the sea. The Greek name for beast is Therion. And when you use the Hebrew numerical system, those letters add up to 666. You don't have to go anywhere to find the meaning of this number. It's right there in the Greek text. And scholars from many faiths have recognized that the word beast itself is 666. What it's saying is that the number of the beast is also a man's number in the Bible. It's a fact of history that the medieval church state king of the Middle Ages was based on the authority of a single man. The number 666 only occurs two times in the Old Testament. 
1 Kings 10.14, Ezra 2.13 are our two options. The first text, 1 Kings 10.14, is not directly associated with the man's name. It says, now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold. Now there is significance here. You buy and sell with gold, right? The mark of the beast, you can't do what? Buy or sell. And shortly after, Solomon is corrupted by all his gold. Second text, Ezra 2.13. Now, this is the one that's closer. In fact, in the Greek Old Testament, it's an exact grammatical match in every way in terms of spelling to the one we have in Revelation 13. Ezra 2.13 is directly connected to the name of a man. In the Old Testament, a son carries the name of his father. Now, look at Ezra 2.13. The sons of Adonikam, what does it say next? 666. Now, there's the number, and there's a man's name. What does this name Adonika mean? It's a Hebrew sentence. My Lord has what? Risen. Now, the beast, think about it. The world kingdom order has a preexistence, then it has an antichrist phase of three and a half prophetic years, comes down in 1798, receives its deadly wound, and then it's dead, just like Christ was dead. But its wound gets healed, which means it gets resurrected at the end. Am I right? Okay, so what is the significance of Adonikim in regards to 666? My Lord has risen, which means the world kingdom order comes back and completes its journey as Antichrist at the end. I'm going to ask you a very pointed question. When was Jesus resurrected from the dead? What day was it? It was Sunday. For the beast to finish his course as Antichrist, the world kingdom order must be resurrected in a fashion analogous to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, 666 represents the return of the beast from the sea to life again. It suggests the healing of the deadly wound. The wound is fully healed when this power reemerges. Adonika, my Lord, has risen. America will have an overlord at the end. It will be the emerging world kingdom order that is resurrected in exactly the same way that Jesus was. Now let me ask you another question. Was Jesus' wound gradually healed? Did it take him three weeks to get out of the tomb? Yes or no? It was healed in what fashion? On Sunday, instantaneously, correct? That is the pattern for the mark of the beast healing of the wound. The beast from the sea received the deadly wound in 1798 when the old world order collapsed, right? The beast from the sea will be resurrected at the end of time in the presence of the lamb-like beast, just like Jesus' resurrection. Adonikah means my Lord is risen. What does this mean? As I've said, it means my Lord is risen. It means that America must decrease so a new world order can rise again from the dead. It means that this country is a forerunner of the Antichrist world kingdom order that is at war with the church of Jesus Christ. It means America will work very closely with an emerging secular Europe to fulfill end-time events, and the church will be in the mix. People all over the world are looking to one city in Europe. What city is that? It's Rome. Now, Europe and the world is looking to this new world leader for direction to save Western civilization. Why? Because the birth rate in Europe is so low and the rise of Islam is so significant that Western civilization is at risk. So what is the mark of the beast all about? In Revelation 13, 6, the mark is received on the right hand or on the forehead. It's very clear. Why is the mark put in the hand and on the forehead? Again, we don't go to the newspapers. We don't go to barcode machines. We go where to get our answers. Go to the Bible. Take your Bible, turn to Deuteronomy 6 1. 
Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the ordinances which the Lord your God commanded me to teach you that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it. Now look at verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be where? What does it say? Upon your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children. shall talk of them when you walk by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise. And you shall bind them as a what? A sign where? A sign or a mark on the hand. And they shall be as frontlets, which means a sign between your eyes. The forehead and the hand. The law of God was to go there. The mark of the beast takes its place. According to the Bible, the law of God belongs in the hand. It belongs in the forehead between the eyes. The dragon makes war on those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Friend, the mark of the beast is an attempt to put something in place of God's law on the foreheads of Christians at the end of time. The power of the state will take the place of the authority of God's law. My wife told my two sons at worship when they were small, you have to have guts for God no matter what. And Donald answered back, Mommy, at the center of a person's guts is a person's heart. If you have courage at the end, it's not just courage. You love God more than the world. You have a heart for God. Friend, in the end, there can only be one lamb, not two. Those who conquer the beast in his image will stand with the real lamb in the sanctuary on Mount Zion. They have a whole heart for God. Revelation 14, 1, Then I looked, and lo, on Mount Zion stood the lamb, and with him 144,000 had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. You shall have courage, whole heart. Friend, in the name of Jesus Christ, have courage. Have courage. Stand with the Lamb. If a majority in this church or any other church tells you to ignore the Bible, you ignore them. You study the Word of God. You make it your own. Have a whole heart that is undivided, that follows the Lamb through end-time events into the presence of God. Let me pray for you. Father God, I ask in my life that you'll renew me in Jesus. Lord, I don't want to follow the state. I don't want to follow preachers. I don't want to follow a church. I want to follow the Lamb. Lord, I sense in this room there are people who are of like mind and some who are not. I pray for all in this room. Father, if we lose eternity because we didn't bother to figure this out, we didn't bother to make Jesus central in our life, what a tragedy. I pray for our children, our families, and our church that, Father, voices of courage will arise at this time of verse history will open their Bibles and teach what needs to be taught for us to be ready for these end time events. I pray in this church, Father, that those voices will be heard as well and keep us for the coming of Jesus in his name. Amen. Dear Father God, we're very grateful for the real Lamb of God who takes us up Mount Zion. And Father, we're grateful for this country that started out with lamb-like principles. But Father, one day there'll be no country but God's country to go to. I pray that every day of freedom we have, every day we have, may we use it to make a difference. 
And when the day comes when it's no longer here, may we stand with you, stand on Zion's ground, make heaven our last country, and, Father, go there with the Lamb who leads. The weak in heart have a place in that beautiful land if they have Jesus who is the Lion. I pray that everyone here who is struggling at this time of verse history will not struggle in one thing, that they will give their lives to Jesus without reservation. And then, Lord, lead us home. Father, I just thank you for this group of people especially. Bless them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. There you have it, today's broadcast entitled The Lamb-Like Beast. In fact, that will conclude this message. Don't forget our phone number if you have any questions about this broadcast or this ministry. It's 877-788-5371. 877-788-5371. If this broadcast has ministered to you, would you consider a financial contribution? The address here is Reaching Hearts International, 15300 Spencerville Court, Suite 201, Burtonsville, Maryland, 20866. Once again, Reaching Hearts International, 15300 Spencerville Court, Suite 201, Burtonsville, Maryland, 20866. And if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, please stop by the worship service. You can find directions online at reachingyourheart.com. Or feel free to call us at any time. Once again, that telephone number, 877-788-5371. 877-788-5371. And don't forget you can listen to any of these messages again in their entirety under the broadcast schedule there on the main page of reachingyourheart.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, we want you to know that we pray that God is reaching your heart. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.